Hello, Guardians. Today is June 30th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. As you can probably tell behind me, I'm recording this fairly late. Uh, this past week, month has been kind of weird. <laughs> And I'm trying. I I was trying to find uh, a decent way of, of putting it all together. Today is an Ask Me Anything episode. Uh, I don't have any guests this week, uh, so I put out feelers across Twitter, and we'll get to some questions that folks on Twitter have asked uh, in the Ask Me Anything. Which thank you to everybody uh, who asked questions there, especially if you did like an audio message because I I think it was a pain to do, but you guys powered through and knocked it out so i appreciate you um yeah this week this whole month has been kind of weird it 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 feels like it feels like community tensions are are high it feels like uh the greater destiny community um which is one that i don't really interact with all that much because it just feels like you're poking a bear that says fuck you um that one feels like it is going after people a little bit more aggressively in the past few weeks um i think former guest ascendant nomad recently put out a video about destiny um talking about how he feels uninspired to create for the game um all of that to say hey thank you for listening to the show and thank you for including my content in your life and including the things that I make around destiny in your life too. Cause what I found more recently and something that I've been thinking about more is that I don't know if I feel comfortable in the greater destiny community anymore. I feel like the communities that I've built, I feel comfortable in uh, specifically with like the discord server or on Twitch or here there's 1200 of you that are listening to this show that are possibly watching this show on YouTube And that means a lot to me. The interactions that I've had with the people that are closest to me around the game, whether we agree with each other or not, are always generally pretty helpful. Uh, You can see the passion in people's eyes. I think that was something that that Above talked about uh, during the PvE panel. He's like, you know, we're just passionate about the game and we want to see it be better. I'm starting to feel like that is truer for smaller sectors of the community Um, and the greater edges of it, uh, where people cheer on folks like Amaze saying that they're going to be quitting Destiny because of harassment, and then going around and quote retweeting, uh, we won. Uh, that's not a fun side to interact with. So I don't know. I'm just grateful for any time that you decide to spend here and any time that you engage with my content. Regardless of how you feel about my opinions, regardless of how you feel about Destiny or Bungie right now, thank you for spending your time here. This week is fairly notable. I'd say more so on community side than it is really in the game. There's a new exotic fish that you can get on Nessus. The Moon Psyop Battleground is the Grandmaster this week, uh, and I hear that that's pretty tough. We got a hot fix on Tuesday, but that doesn't feel like it's the most important news of this week, even though it did cover like matchmaking changes for competitive as well as increased adept drops after your seven wins. I feel like the big news of this week all came from 
there were a lot of bands that came out on Monday. And a lot of them went out to speedrunners. A lot of them um, were very vocal online about, hey, I got banned for this. Bungie later put out an application saying like, hey, if you feel like you've been wrongfully banned, uh, submit here. And some of those speedrunners got their accounts back. Um, who knows if that was like a hotkey issue or anything, but it, but I, I feel that it's only kind of exasperated this kind of community resentment uh, that is starting to bubble up even more so in the past few weeks. I understand from a security perspective why Bungie just wouldn't come out and say, hey, here's why you got banned for this. Maybe it was like an automatic system thing. Maybe it was a multi-action hotkey that uh, triggered something within the system. I have no way of knowing. It's all pure speculation on my part and on the community's part. And I feel like that's a little bit of the problem. And a bit of communication that we did get uh, this week from the Destiny 2 team. We did get details on the recent stability issues, how they're tracking them, and what they're going to do to improve game stability and when to expect updates to go live. Band users did get some communication from Bungie in this week's This Week in Destiny. Um, basically just a paragraph that said, players who have received a ban or a restriction are advised to review our code of conduct and ban policies article for more information. Players may use the contact form to appeal the decision. There are no guarantees that a ban or suspension will be overturned, nor that an email will be responded to. Also in the TWAB, we did get a lot of information, actually, uh, from the team about the stability of the game and why we've been seeing some some downtimes uh, since Lightfall. Destiny 2 team also put out basically a too-long-didn't-read version of it, saying that after making infrastructure updates that enabled the relatively smooth launches of Lightfall and Root of Nightmares, We've identified some issues that we're working to correct for a more stable gameplay experience long-term. Our claim service is responsible for routing a huge amount of info to other services, including every kill, orb, and unit of Glimmer in the game. Unexpected disruptions to claims in the live game can occur as one of the causes behind Weasel, Baboon, or other error codes. A recently discovered issue impacting claims recovery after a disruption can require a full restart of Destiny 2 services, fixing claims issues is a top priority and must be done carefully to avoid creating new issues or more instability. This will be an ongoing priority over the next two seasons. In the This Week at Destiny, they talk about the roadmap going forward for this. For the mid-season 21 update, we will make targeted improvements to our logging and alerting systems, allowing us to diagnose issues more quickly with claims and related systems. These changes are designed to minimize risk of further degrading stability while helping us to confirm the effectiveness of fixes further out on the roadmap. The Season 22 launch in Update 7.2.0, they will be deploying a large set of improvements meant to improve the self-healing ability of claims and reduce the odds of needing to bring Destiny 2 temporarily offline when an issue occurs. They will also be deploying improvements that will help to make Destiny 2 services even more robust in the future. Finally, to reduce the odds of introducing new problems with these changes, they will be updating and expanding the claims unit tests. This is automated testing that verifies that code is behaving the way that is expected to. Season 23 launch with update 7.3.0, based on the results of their 7.2.0 updates and improved logging, 
they will be targeting deeper and broader architectural improvements to improve the service stability and rapid recovery of Destiny 2, which will include a range of additional improvements. This communication is very clear, very precise, and something that I would like to see more of from Bungie. I've already been tracking community sentiment around this specific change as being fairly positive. I feel that it was important to address stability. I feel like it builds trust with some players when you talk about issues that are affecting the game. And this goes a long way in building trust that, hey, we understand that there's instability. We want to make sure that the game is stable for you, as stable as it was prior to Lightfall launch. And here are the steps that we're going to take to push that forward. I think that that's huge. In a bit of tangential news, there was some information earlier this week uh, brought about by the FTC hearings about Microsoft's acquisition of Activision and Blizzard. Uh, coming from the GameSpot article, Microsoft docs indicate Bungie is is working on a new IP called Matter. The journalist Luis Joshua Gutierrez mentions in the article that at some point, Microsoft maybe was pitching back and forth the idea of purchasing Bungie again, with Microsoft kind of bulking at the asking price that Bungie would even offer. This was reported by Jeff Grubb, I think, like last year, and Pete Parsons said that this was incorrect. Um, so maybe it was just in some, like, Microsoft emails <laughs> that, that were involved with the FTC's filing. Either way, it seems like they did have some inside information uh, with a quote saying, as of 2021, Bungie has more than doubled its headquarters space and plans to open a new studio in Amsterdam by 2022 for ongoing support on Destiny 2 and development of a new IP currently expected to release in 2025. Now, we already know that Marathon isn't matter based on a Q&A that Christopher Barrett posted uh, a couple weeks back. I'll try to include all the links to these sources in the notes for the show. But the article also points to an IGM report uh, showing that Bungie has been showing signs that the studio is creating a new IP with job listings that were found in 2020 that said its new IP would be a comedic tone and would feature whimsical characters. However, nothing official has been announced regarding matter, though GameSpot has contacted the company for comment. That is some interesting news if you're a Bungie fan or just somebody who watches Bungie. Instead of being a two-game studio they could possibly be a three-game studio. That said, I don't think that Destiny is going anywhere soon. They did say uh, when they initially announced the final shape that they would be including kind of like a postscript thing uh, after it. Uh, so just because the Light and Dark Saga ends doesn't mean that necessarily the universe of Destiny does. They've also expressed that they'd be um, continuing the Destiny franchise into other media as well. So who knows how it all shakes out. I like Destiny stuff. I like new Destiny stuff. I just, I just wish the seasonal model wasn't as telenovela-ish. With all that news out of the way, why don't we get into some questions from you guys on Twitter? This first question comes from Spuds on Twitter. Thanks for the audio recording, buddy. With so much hate online and on social media going on with Destiny, what are some things that make you keep wanting to come back to the game? Um, I think that that's a good question. Thank you so much, buddy. Um, I think I said a little bit earlier in my kind of ranty preamble that um, the things that I enjoy about this game now are like 
the smaller subsets of the community. I'm still enjoying the weapon feel. I'm still enjoying uh, trying to master different um, activities in Destiny 2 right now. Specifically, uh, Ghost of the Deep, I need to do a solo for my Paragon uh, this season. And I'm going to be kind of like doing my reps in the next coming weeks to try to get that done before uh, the end of August. I've been really enjoying Strand. I don't know why I didn't touch it during uh, the Lightfall campaign all that much. Maybe it's because I was forced to use it a lot. Um, but coming back to it and like going through and grabbing some of the builds that I'm seeing on YouTube videos, I'm just having a hell of a time with it and really enjoying myself. I know that they're going to be nerfing uh, some of the suspend features uh, in future seasons. But man, is it? It's just really fun right now. I'm just basically handing out bola grenades to anybody who wants one. This next question comes from Clancy5000. Hi, Dan. Clancy5000 here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, love your work, as always. Just want to say, hey, hope you're well. Uh, my question for you <laughs> is... Sweet, man. Thank you. Do you think the Destiny 2 saga that we're in has gone on too long? Um, want to think about the seasonal model, the content of the seasons, the cadence of them, whether the content of them has always been strong as other seasons. You know, each season has its own strengths, its weaknesses. And I just wonder if you think maybe the this saga has gone on for too long, maybe a year too long, and if it could have been condensed, tightened up, um, and brought to a close earlier, and whether you'd wish we were already into the new thing or not. So I'm just wondering, yeah, do you think this has gone on too long not a loaded question <laughs> my opinions on it might differ from yours just right. a question okay well clancy thank you for the question uh do i think that the light and dark saga has gone on too long in destiny 2 um so i think that seasonal model wise something that has been a pain point for the community and i think something that i've voiced in the past as well the telenovela approach um I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm I'm an atypical player. Uh, I am somebody who streams this game. I am somebody who makes content around this game. And so I probably uh, go face-to-face -face with it a lot more than um, your average person per week. This season, while the story has been interesting, it has been tough to uh, to log in, do the hours, bit of work, that it takes, if that, um, to then get two sentences out of uh, out of Sloan and then just on to the next thing <laughs> next week. Um, so that's been that's been specifically for this one. Uh, do I think that like the saga is a little long in the tooth? I don't know. I think with fandom, when you're really involved in something, it's really tough to gauge that because you're so passionate about it right like i was the same way with the marvel movies uh up until end game and you know after that i've fallen off you know i saw the end of that saga conclude that took 10 years and i kind of fell off of it a lot actually like my passion for any other project from disney and marvel concerning that uh, i just don't tune into anymore mainly because there's too much of it 
I can't keep, it doesn't feel like I can keep up or catch up. So I'm just going to not do any of that. Uh, same with Star Wars. You know, while I really liked the first season of The Mandalorian, I mean, <laughs> I the book of Boba Fett, man. I don't know. I, I'm just like, it's one of those things where when you have sagas that go on this long, when you have these generational spanning sagas, it's going to be tough to keep it interesting the entire time. I feel like um, there are some real strong points. Uh, season of the Splicer season of arrivals was kind of my bread and butter. That was probably one of my favorite seasons ever. And that was one of the longest seasons. I'm looking here at Shaq news and they have a list of all the seasons of destiny two and how many days they were and what the power levels were from point to point. And like season of arrivals, where are you? Season of the arrivals here was 154 days, 154 days. That's as long as, uh, Curse of Osiris's duration. While that season was long, I don't feel like I felt like it. With Season of the Arrivals, they added the new Umbral system. They also uh, made all of the raids farmable. So my community, we did like 102 anarchies during that season. Uh, and that was incredible. It was great. We helped so many people get that weapon. But that was like kind of a self-driven thing toward the end of the season. I feel like Season of the Lost, which was 182 days, blowing Arrivals and Curse of Osiris uh, out of the water. Um, that one came with the 30th anniversary pack, and that had some interesting stuff in it. You're able to have these, these cool stories and these kind of intimate pocket stories in the grand saga of things. I feel like where the stress has been mainly has been like if... A story has been too tangential, like uh, Season of the Plunder, I, I think, is one that several people point to uh, in the community as one that kind of felt like really side questy, <laughs> really like a bit of a, a push on a tangent. Um, whereas Season of the Seraph, like the one that came up right afterward, uh, was an interesting prelude into the situation that we would find ourselves in Lightfall. I know that there's a lot of speculation that like um, Lightfall was kind of shoehorned in in order to create a space where questions could be asked for final shape to answer, which is fine. And I, I tend to like where the story is going for this year, uh, even if I didn't like Lightfall all that much um, on a story perspective. I like that they're answering questions like, what is the veil? And where did the witness come from? And possibly next season, what happens when you resurrect a hive god of mischief? Uh, those are all interesting questions, and it feels like it's ramping up to something. I think I really like where the seasonal story is going. It seems like it's going to be flowing into one another. And as long as they don't do something that is too super tangential, like, I don't know, like maybe getting bones for the dog in the tower, I... And I, I don't know, as long as they don't do something like that, like if that were the main focus of a season, I could see that being very cute, but also like not as pertinent as like the end of the universe. Um, as long as they don't do something like that, I think that possibly we're in for like one of the better years from like a mile up of Destiny 2 storytelling. But right now in the thick of it, 
we're in the summer, which is never great for Destiny. I feel like uh, Season of the Haunted kind of like grappled with this too, with this kind of like cyclical burnout uh, and community upheaval. Um, but I feel like they're trying to tell a good story. Season of the Deep maybe just came at a weird time and answered questions in an order that a lot of the populace is like not drawing connections to. But uh, I don't know. I feel like after the Light and Dark Saga and whatever that postscript thing is that they talked about for post-Final Shape when they first announced it, um, maybe it's okay if they take a breather on Destiny for like a year or something. Maybe give it some time to breathe. Maybe get some new folks in the community playing those old DLCs, falling in love with the stories from them. Hopefully, maybe they add more stuff in from the destiny content vault. Uh, maybe we get kind of like an, an age of guardians afterward that uh, allows you to farm things a little bit more. I don't know. I, f- I don't feel like it's been too long. Cause I feel like the path has been interesting. Um, and when we've gotten really good chunks of storytelling, they've been really good. But if, but I feel like as a creator, I'd be really okay with pushing into a lot more variety uh, after that postscript mission, but I don't know. We'll we'll see what they do with it. Maybe maybe Final Shape will be just incredible, and maybe it'll infuse a lot more life into uh, the franchise right now. But I don't know. Good question though, Clancy. Thank you. This next question comes from Aki and Fam. Uh, what do you think is the most predictable plot point we will see over the next two seasons? I think, like, we have to meet Savathun. We have to meet Savathun again. We have to resurrect her. I think something that is interesting and something that Bife pointed out back when he was on the show uh, during Season of the Seraph was that eventually Savathun and Zivu Arath have to get into the same room together to talk about what happened. That's something I'd like to see, whether that's predictable or not. I have no idea. Savathun will probably be resurrected in the next season or two. And uh, I feel like that's the one that I'd bet hard money on. Livia asks, hey, Dan, question. How do you break through the internal negative thoughts like I'm not good, experienced, qualified enough to do this? Uh, (laughs) Bonus question. Do you role play whilst playing Destiny 2? Like use your guardian as a stand in for you and Destiny's story. Thanks for your time. Uh, for the first question, for how do I break through the internal negative thoughts, um, it's tough. I don't always do it. I think getting started on YouTube, I had to get over a huge mental hurdle of, like, I don't know how to do it, so why even bother? And it just took one day me sitting down and being like, you know what? Fuck that noise. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to practice. I'm going to get better. It's all incremental the more that I flex that muscle, the more comfortable I become, the more that I look at the workflows, the pipelines for it. And I think, you know what? I can make this better. And when I think I can make this better, that's when I know that I'm kind of honed in and focused on being successful at it. Um, so that's something that I'm, that I'm really trying to do with YouTube uh, now. Uh, I'm still doing that more with with twitch but that seems like a little bit more like feature locked in um just because i've been doing that for seven years and i can kind of look at it and be like okay i need need to do this 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 and this and i can kind of knock that out sooner but whereas with the 
podcast on YouTube, I am finding out that, oh, I can just edit the video and throw it up on YouTube and also on Spotify and not have to do the audio separate. What? I just found that out this week that it was actually successful when I tested it on the feed. And so that cut out about three steps in my uh, production for um, Destiny Digest. And it's when I find things like that that I know that I'm going to be okay. <laughs> that that I'm going to like get over the hurdle and be and be interested enough to do it. Uh, when I'm playing Destiny Two, do I role play? Um, no, not not really. Uh, I kind of I kind of stopped doing that as a stand-in for my being uh, when we first heard our guardian's voice the first time and and recognized it as not my own. That was pretty much the end of that for me. I, I don't really uh, engage in a lot of role play outside of the bedroom. So, um, yeah, there's that. This next question comes from Mod Sherpa. Uh, setting aside that nostalgia can poison the present, what do you think the best era of Destiny was and why a return to form isn't enough for Destiny currently? Um, so, going back to Clancy's question... I think Arrivals, uh, Season of the Splicer, I thought was a really good time. Uh, 30th Anniversary, I think everybody kind of enjoyed that one, both on the PvP side and the PvE side, but that could also be rose-colored glasses. As to the second part of your question, Jaden, why a return to form isn't enough for Destiny currently, I think that nothing's ever going to be enough. I feel like whatever we ask of them to innovate... um, will become old hat uh, eventually as it gets repeated or maybe business side pushes and says, hey, this is really working for player retention. Keep doing that thing. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't work there. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a creative person. And I know that when I'm doing something for too long and I feel like I'm getting a rut or that I'm stuck, that returning to the old way of doing it just doesn't cut it and I have to find some way to push it forward in order to make it interesting for me. And I feel like if we were to take it from now and push it back to the 30th anniversary, I don't know how many people would be happy about that. Now. I don't know. I really don't. Next question from Jaybo. Is there any topic the destiny community can't become outraged about? (laughs) Might be too long uh, for one show though. Uh, Jaybo. No, I think that's the quickest answer of the night no the next question comes from jonathan martini uh you've been asked a lot of questions over the years and always had great answers well thank you sir um so here's mine what's one question and answer that no one has asked that no one has ever asked you uh but should have um i feel like this answer to this question might not be as um as satisfying as you hope. <laughs> uh because this, this feels like something that if i don't answer like well, I don't know a question that I've never been asked. How will I know uh, of a question that I've never been asked if I've never been asked it? Like that kind of thing. Like that kind of thing that Sam Reich asks every contestant at the beginning of Make Some Noise uh, on Dropout. Uh, I really don't know if there's one question that I haven't been asked. Uh, maybe this one. And maybe this one will also like make some folks in the community happy too. Uh, so back... A couple years ago when I had to do a year of Titan 
because we hit several charity goals. Back when I had to do a year of Titan, um, maybe I guess if the question was, did you enjoy it, uh, never really came to, came up. I feel like maybe people in my community that made that happen were too wrapped up in like, oh my God, he's doing the thing. Instead of like asking maybe if I liked it afterward. Uh, I liked it fine. Titan's fun. I think if anything, the year of Titan taught me to be more class agnostic in my play style. So I try to play a little bit of everything and I try to be kind of like a, a jack of all trades, master of none in the in my destiny playing. And I think that that shows on the screen, but uh, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, that's probably a question that wasn't asked of me of like, did I enjoy the season of t- or the year of Titan? And the answer is, yeah, like it's fun. I like punching stuff. I'm an arc hunter sometimes when I'm not running a strand uh, because I like punching stuff. Punching stuff is fun. And uh, yeah, just going headlong with a head full of nothing into it. That concludes the questions for the podcast and thus concludes this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks to everybody who gave questions. Uh, my name is Dan Finity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok at Dan Finity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, helping guardians with any game activities in Destiny 2. If you'd like to support the show, please remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. Also, if you want to support the show, you can subscribe on Twitch, on Discord, on coffee at coffee.com forward slash danfinity that is ko-fi.com forward slash danfinity a subscriber is a subscriber is a subscriber and i'm glad that you're here thanks so much for supporting the show thanks so much for listening and i hope you find what you're grinding for